We're going to go into part two of our series on finding peace in anxious times. When we receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, everything on the inside of our spirit man becomes new. Everything inside our spirit man becomes new. We become a new person. We get a new nature. And that nature is the life and nature of God himself that comes in our spirit, and we are born from above. We, did, we didn't just have a flesh birth. My dad's in heaven, but uh, my mom has since remarried. But my dad and my, and my mom, you know, they, they brought the natural birth. Uh, I'm thankful to be here. Matter of fact, my mom said, uh, my delivery was so, so like you'd see an emergency, like, like you'd see they're almost going to be uh, birthing me in a car. And so my mom said, you know, I came out running. I've been running ever since. <laughs> but anyway, Second um, Corinthians 5.17 says, when someone becomes a Christian, they become a brand new person inside. Not outside, our flesh is still the same, but the inside of us has been made in the likeness and the image of God. And that's why the Word of God continues to say, when you renew your mind on the Word of God, then you can walk in the part of you that's been born again, born from above, born of the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we're going to go over the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit in just a minute. So, in the process of receiving Jesus, we talked about this last week, your sins are remitted. That word remission means wiping out as though they never existed. It makes sense to me now. Because if I'm born from above, if I'm born again, I, I am a new creation on the inside, that means that new person has no past. That new person, uh, you know, doesn't have to feel guilty. Now, as we move forward as a Christian and we miss it here and there, we're not trying to. I mean, we're getting better all the time. But then we go to 1 John 1, 9. says, you know, if, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all righteousness. And Hebrews said, and he, he also cleanses your conscience so that you don't have to be weighted down anymore for those things you've been kicking yourself for. Say it with me. Thank God for remission. What does that mean? Wiping out as though it never existed. You know, there's sometimes I'll be in a service... And, and if something jumps out at you from what I say, take it then. You see, I believe I receive that. God, forgive me for such and such. I receive it now in Jesus' name. There are things that will be quickened by God in your life. Every time you come to a service, something will become clearer. You actually, you'll, you'll be in such light. Sometimes you'll get that direction you're believing for and, and answers. So... Thank God our sins have been remitted. Hebrews 10, 17, and their sins and lawless acts, God said, I will remember them no more because we're new creation. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Thank God. Aren't you glad you don't have a past anymore in Christ? <laughs> now, again, when you, when you meet up with or come across uh, a pathway of somebody who knew you in your past and they start recollecting, uh, you know, those things you used to do, and things that you, you were ashamed of. And, and it, it, don't do this uh, unless you're really led. But uh, you could look at them 
if, if you wanted to and it seemed right, and said, you know what, that person that used to do those things does not exist anymore. I received Jesus and I became a whole new person. No past. Thank God for peace. All right. We talked about how when we receive Jesus as our Savior, that we become born again and we receive the fruit of the Spirit. The born again, the, the Word of God says that our spirit is the hidden man of the heart. And so there's a hidden man of the heart. That's our spirit, man. You don't see my spirit. You see my flesh. But I liken this. We, we, we are, I'm standing here today looking at you through, through my windows of my eyes because you are a spirit because God is a spirit and you are made in his likeness and image, God's word says. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Then you have your body, which is your earth suit. So that's why you want to treat your body good, because you would like to live a long life, right? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Okay, I feel like saying, come alive, come aside. That's a, that's a long, that's an old, uh, there, what was that? Um, in, when my wife and I were in Bible college, there, we would go from house to house cleaning houses and stuff. And um, there, the, this particular station, Christian station, would have this minister on there. And they would say, come alive, come aside. That's all I got out of it. And I don't, I, I, that's all I got. I don't know what that means. Don't put your meaning into it. Uh, but, um, yeah, let's look at Galatians 5.19. So, that meant respond. All right. Galatians 5.19 through 23 says, The doings or the practices of the flesh are clear and obvious. This is what your flesh wants to do. This is what our flesh wants to do. Your flesh, um, fruit of the flesh is immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity. What's the next one? Man, run from strife. Get peace in the situation. Jealousy, anger, ill temper. You ever, you ever say to somebody, what's ill in you? <laughs> I don't know if that's a colloquial statement from somewhere else, but when I grew up, that's what we would say to each other. We shouldn't have said it, but we did. What's ill in you? All right, so that's what anger is. Amen. Let's sing, dance, and shout. And uh, selfishness, this is of the flesh, divisions, dissensions, a party spirit. You're going to help me now. Factions, say that next word for me. No, but no matter how you pronounce it, it sure sounds like sex to me. But that's why I say it again. Sex. I, can you say that really good? Anyway, it means, and that's why, you know what, this is why the division between Republicans and Democrats is absolutely wrong. We are supposed to have a government that we vote people into office that we, the people, can benefit the most from. And yet, there has been that S-E-C-T, that factions, just 
a party spirit. And now you see them so... I'm old enough to remember that when, it, when a president was voted into office, that was my president. It didn't matter if they were Republican or Democrat. But now the media and, and the spirit of the world has it all messed up. That's why we pray for those that be in authority. And don't get offended if someone's voted in that you didn't vote for. That, that's the process. That's, that's our democracy. And then you pray for them, and, and, and again, you might... No matter who gets in office, no one's going to be perfect. They're not going to do exactly everything you want to be done, but you pray for them and that they make good and right decisions. That's about how political I get. Is it done? Who'd you vote for? None of your business. <laughs> All right. And then with peculiar opinions, this is of the flesh. Envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You can't do these things and have a spirit or a conscience that is not bothered. If you can do those things that your conscience absolutely is not bothered, either you have not been born again yet, or you've You've, you've just left your position with God. God's, God's where you left him. He's, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, if you're born again, he's still on the inside of you trying to help you. It's miserable to have a, you know, a conscience that is bothering you. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Okay. Uh, verse 22 now says the fruit of the Spirit is, that the Holy Spirit helps us with, is love, joy, gladness. Next one. That's the one we're focusing on. Patience and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness. This is the way we should be acting. Benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility. We ought to always be teachable. Always be teachable. Never think you can't learn from someone. Now, there are some people that I don't listen to because I know their background, what they're going to say. Not everybody has the right to speak into my life. Amen. Not everybody. Not every minister has a right to speak into my life because I don't know them. And, uh, and, and yet, sometimes there could be people going in the wrong direction, and I don't, I don't need them speaking into my life. But the fruit of the Spirit... Where we leave, peace, patience, and even temper. Oh, I went through all those. Gentleness, meekness, humility. Humility is being teachable. Self-control means you, you restrain yourself. Continence. Against such there is no law that can bring a charge. And we can walk in the flesh or we can walk in the spirit so we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the only way that's going to determine what you do is what you do with your mind. The Word says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and walk in the spirit and don't fulfill the lust of what your body wants to do. Can you imagine, thinking about this, we were talking about this other day, can you imagine a world and what a world would be like if, if, if the church universal developed in the fruit of the spirit? Can you just imagine? Because, you know, 
uh, we were at church under the bridge. I wasn't. I was studying. But uh, I was looking in video. Uh, but people were working together. People were unified together. Um, I'm sure there were folks that got saved because they saw, man, this is, this is different. And by the way, is Hannah here? Okay. Um, she, she told us after the event, Dad, the event was a 10. And, and the workers there that put on or, you know, invite host church, they said, whenever harvest comes, we know it's going to be done right. They're going to have more than enough help, and they're going to come and serve these people. Come on, give yourself a hand. Harvest, yeah, yeah, yeah. We win the whole world, no time flat. And that's why we need to renew our mind. I'm going to go to Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the message. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. Place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Do you, do you hear that? If you're, not embracing, if you're not embracing what God does for you and has in store for you as the will of God for you, it's just, what does your life mean? God gives us purpose. God gives us assignment. God gives us graces and anointings to work together to, to win a lost and dying world. We all need Jesus. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. You know, really, when you come into Christ, we have to develop a kingdom culture. A kingdom culture, when we're born again, the Word says there's neither male nor female, Greek, uh, there's neither white nor black. Can you imagine if we got a hold of that revelation and we operated as one? And that's why the beauty of this church is we see, we see all colors the same because we are in the kingdom. doesn't matter what color you are. We're in the kingdom of God, and guess what? There's a king, and there is a kingdom, and he's the one that sets uh, our order and, and determines what we do. And thank God in his kingdom, the angels encamp around about us. His provision comes to us, and, and thank God for the kingdom of God. Thank God we can watch, walk in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where would I leave off? Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. And that's why sometimes we need to just be quiet and let people see the change happening inside out. It'd be obvious. Readily recognize what He wants for you. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So God's fruit, the fruit of the Spirit's on the inside of our recreated spirit, and one of the, one of the fruit is peace. 
Now, 2 Peter 1 and 2 says, may grace, God's favor, and peace, and I like it because in the Amplified, it defines what peace is. Read it with me. Which is perfect well-being. Say perfect well-being. That's the type of peace that's on the inside of you. I'll read it. All necessary good is peace. All spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts means peace. Thank God. That peace, you said, I wish I had that peace. You already do. That type of peace is on the inside of you. The God kind of peace that is developed when we renew our mind on the Word of God and we act on the Word of God, we hear the Word of God, we act on the Word of God. And I'm expecting in my life, say it with me, thank God for peace. Thank God for my well-being. Thank God for all necessary good in my life. All spiritual prosperity. And thank God I'm free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Then it goes on to say how you get it. May be multiplied to you in the full personal precise and correct knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. As I said before, you know, you can't, what can you enjoy without peace? Absolutely nothing. That's why the enemy tries to disrupt it in our life, in the church life, in the body of Christ, in the world. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, God is not into confusion. He's not in confusion. But he, he's the God who's of and in peace. Listen to these statements real quick. God doesn't have any confusion, neither does the devil have peace. God is not confused about anything, so he won't give that to you. If you're confused, it's not of God. The devil has no peace, so he can't give any of that to you. The more there is strife in a situation and confusion, the less God has anything to do with it. Listen, in this ministry, the way I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm so kind. I'm so loving. Say amen. amen. And, um, but I also know that my righteous indignation rises up if I sense any disunity. Any type of schism or division, if somebody on our staff refused to change, they're gone. Just that leaven, little leaven can leaven the whole lump. That's why we have such a good uh, ministry of prayer here. We constantly scan our lives, our families. We constantly scan the ministry and all the partnerships we have. So the more there is strife and confusion in a situation, the less God has anything to do about it or do with it. The more peace there is in the situation, the more God is in it. Now, <clears throat> this, is a, this is a really big topic. I'm not going to stay on it too much longer. We have more things to share. But it is critical. St. Francis de Sales said, 
Never be in a hurry. Some people live in the hurries. Let me just tell you, here comes my not-so-kind. No, that's kind. Uh, I'm kind enough to tell you, you can't live in the hurries and not strip a gear. <laughs> you can't live in the hurries all the, at all times and it not mess with your whole calendar. The big, the big difference, a big difference for someone that's not in a hurry as compared to someone that's in a hurry is someone not in a hurry is the one who has to end up, wait, no, no. The one who is not in a hurry, they are the ones that make preparation and they chart the course before they uh, go on. In other words, um, because we're in church today and Thank God you're in church today. But if you're always in a hurry to get to church, that means maybe you should plan a little bit better. Like, iron your stuff the night before. Like, no, there's a lot of things I guess you can save time on. But, um, you know, never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly. How many believe you can get to the point where you're not in a hurry because you plan well and you determine your calendar and the calendar does not determine you? Hey, that calendar that has you in a hurry, it's not the calendar's fault. You just schedule too much in your life. God's not a hard uh, taskmaster. He's not. And then again, sometimes he's aggressive and I have... We are, we are very uh, simple in our life mode, my family is. We love God. We um, love my wife and my kids, and we love our calling in the ministry, both here and in the region and the world. And when I manage that and do what God wants me to do, then I can have some quiet and some peace, but still... God will help you to do things beyond yourself. So never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything or anyone whatsoever, even if your whole world seems upset. You be the one that's not. That's why you can pray up underneath your breath when no one knows what you're doing. I don't, I don't know the times I... Just pray in the Holy Spirit up underneath my breath and say, God, I don't know how to handle this, but I tell you what, I rebuke that foul spirit trying to operate through that person. I said, cease and desist all operations there. One of the biggest ways the devil tries to steal our peace is trying to mess with our mind. That's why we talked about renew your mind. Then the Word of God says, keep your mind stayed on Him, and He'll keep you in perfect peace. Another reason why that we could uh, lose our peace is because, again, we get too busy. And uh, God has expectations on your life, but it won't go beyond what He expects you to deliver because He's there to help you bring it to pass. So, Larry Eisenberg said, for peace of mind, resign 
as the general manager of the universe. I don't know the times my wife and I will be talking about something, and it's none of our business. I mean, it's something stupid. You know, a boat can go by. I said, man, I don't like that kind of boat. They do. You know, talk about things. You know, I see how a particular per guy would be wearing certain outfits. I'm like, well, anyway, let's go on. And, you know, just, just um, minding our own business could it, however, I do like to go shopping with my wife and sit down with a book and watch people. I just like to watch them. I get entertainment out of watching people. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, my family gets entertained with me because they don't know what I'm going to do in the pulpit. And they'll be laughing at me. I'm like, oh, no, I just dangled a participle. Or what I do? All right. Simply minding our own business will help us find peace in anxious times. Let me just get one more clear point really settled in our heart today before we go. Um, First Thessalonians, we'll look at that for a minute, and we'll pick up here next week. First uh, Thessalonians 4.11 says, can you read it with me? Ready? Study to be Quiet. Turn that person next to you. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> and do everybody's business. Get in everybody's business. Let's repeat that scripture and see what it says. First Thessalonians 4.11 says what? Study to be quiet and to do your own business. Now, I like... Rick Renner's books because he's an expert on Greek and Hebrew. <clears throat> and one word can just enlighten the whole topic. One word in Sparkling Gems, you know that word we talk about study? The Greek word for study is a word that means ambition, which this means Paul was actually telling telling us to be ambitious about being quiet. (laughs) Have you ever put those two things together? Come on, how many ever woke up and say, I'm talking too much? Or I'm I'm in someone else's business like planning their retirement, you know, and you just, you don't know the person. You ever see that before? Study to be quiet? Well, be ambitious about being quiet. This is a person who is totally committed to do whatever it takes to be quiet. Did you know that others have something to say also in the matter? Did you know that someone else might have a better opinion than you do? We are better than me. Say that with me. We are better than me. It's okay. You can play. I'm about done here. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, sounds like sounds like music that we should be quiet. But I've seen meetings that I was in that one person just ran roughshod over that meeting. Just just wouldn't let anybody else speak. If it wasn't his idea or their idea, they'd get offended. They'd take their ball, they'd suck their thumb, and they'd go home. Oh, did I say that out loud? Did you see that? Oh, my goodness. Um, that's not teamwork. Man, I've got a great team around here. It's getting better because you guys are coming. All the church is adding supply. The word quiet, listen to the word quiet means. Oh, you're going to love me. The word quiet is the Greek word whatever that is. Let's all repeat it. I-S-U-C-H-A-D-Z-O. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that means it refers to keeping, keeping to your own business instead of prying into other people's business and affairs of life. Paul was calling all of his readers to refuse to be busybodies. Got this out of one word. Someone whose behavior fits that description might be known as an eavesdropper, might be known as snooping into other people's business, intruding into other people's matters, prying into the affairs of others, gossiping about other people. In other words, someone who behaved himself in this manner would definitely fall into this category as busybodies. Say this with me. Ouch. Hallelujah. And finally, we're, we're, we're to follow God's or excuse me, Paul's admonition, he says, make it your ambition. Give your fullest and most enthusiastic effort to stay out of other people's business. Then he continued, but do your own business. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? If you're taking notes, uh, I hope you can take it standing up. But I'll just leave you with a few takeaways we can continue to work on. First of all, you cannot have peace without having Jesus. I mean, He is the Prince of Peace. He, he's the one who died for us so we can have a new spirit. Then, then God's peace, we have to know, is in our spirit so we can walk in it as we renew our mind on the Word of God. Then number three, this peace will be multiplied and developed in you as you meditate in the Word of God and as you do the Word of God. You can't enjoy anything without peace or well-being. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for all the many things you have already done and you continue to do. And we, we thank you 
We thank you that we're learning and we're going to grow and we're going to continue to walk in the peace of God in a greater measure as we continue to meditate in the Word. And then there will be attacks on your peace. Don't give it up for anybody or anything. When someone tries to drag you into their turmoil, we're supposed to really drag them into our peace. Father, thank you so much that all the different races that you're bringing together in that kingdom culture can operate in peace toward each other. Because we're in the same family. You're our Father. The Word of God says Jesus is our elder brother and the Holy Spirit is our helper. In Jesus' name. Father, we continue to pray. Now, just bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. If you're here today and you, you say, Pastor Coyne, I, I don't have peace because I have not received Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Well, it would be my honor to, to um, lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus as your Savior. You'll just be right there in your seat and uh, we'll pray together out loud as a congregation. But I'd like to know if you say, Pastor Coyne, would you include me in that prayer for salvation? I need to receive Jesus, or I need to be sure that I have received Jesus. Just lift up your hand right now. Just lift it up. Remember, if I don't, if I don't see any hands needing Jesus, I need to do a better job of inviting people to church. So then you need to do a better job with me. Will you do that with me, y'all? Because that's why Harvest Church exists. It's the wind souls reach and we connect them to, uh, you know, the, their small groups and different things and service groups. Then we grow to our full potential and we just serve our way to our destiny.